Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. We are fresh off Turkey Day, you know what I mean? And I hope you got stuffed with whatever the hell you wanted to be stuffed with, whether it was food, whether it was dicks, whether it was the light of the Lord. I hate that I use dicks and the light of the Lord in the same sentence. Regardless, I want you to know that I was thinking of you this weekend. We are going to get into the voicemails. I asked you to call in this weekend with your crazy family, absolutely nots, absolutely yeses, because I know how hard and triggering the holidays can be. And it's just, it's a lot of people with the same DNA under one roof. And sometimes that doesn't always bode well. So we are going to get into the absolutely not line. And if this is your first time ever listening to the podcast, where you being beach? But, um, You can always call in 800-213-7503 to our absolutely not line, which is a hotline for you to bitch to, to save space. And then I'm going to work through it on on the podcast. But anyway, it's back to my regular listeners, my regular gals, gays, guys, and gals. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving, went down to Oxford, Mississippi, hotty toddy, went down to my old alma mater and went to the Egg Bowl. Didn't go to the game because I know better than that. Watched it from City Grocery, one of my favorite restaurants. But we had a fantastic time. Some friends came down. We bought a house down there and it's been good. We had a nice, it was really nice not to like have the pressure of cooking the food, doing the bullshit. We had a really nice time and we went with friends and it was a blast. So felt good to get away. I like this new normal. That may be my new normal to always go back to Oxford for Thanksgiving. It was like the perfect amount of people saw y'all in the grove and I said hotty toddy and hell yeah. So that was a blast. And it feels good to be back in Mississippi some days. I mean, Mississippi as a whole top in obesity and diabetes. And you get it because there are no green vegetables. They're not. And that's not me. As a Southerner, I can look at another Southerner and say, your cholesterol is high. You know, I can sniff it out. Did you know I have a friend with diabetes and she has a dog and her dog can literally smell her breath and know when her blood sugars drop dangerously low or when it's too high. And she literally has a service diabetes dog. I am basically like that 
when I am back in Mississippi. Alabama, I can smell like a rotten tooth, but I can't really smell the diabetes the way I pick it up on the tip of the nose when I'm in Mississippi. I'm walking around just, okay, Carl. Hey, Carl. You know, it's like, remember how the Long Island medium would just go up to people in like delis and be like, Teresa Caputo, listen, I don't want to make things uncomfortable for you, but uh, I think your father died. Your father died. I keep seeing a baseball bat. I keep seeing a baseball bat. And they're like, my dad loved, my dad loved the Cardinals. He sure did. He loved the Cardinals. You know, it's like she was also smart. She would just go up to people above the age of like 70 and be like, did you lose a parent? Like, obviously their parents are dead. Just mathematically, if they aren't dead, wow. But I'm basically like Teresa Caputo, except with, you know, the sugars. So, <laughs> I'm walking around Oxford and I'm, mm, Carl, hey, Carl, I know you don't know me. Just saw your name tag. You work down at the Jiffy Lube? Okay. So I think the sugars are getting a little high. Are you drinking unsweet iced tea or sweet tea? So maybe let's try a splash next time. You know, and he said, damn it, darling. Thank you. Thank you. My wife's been worried about my sugars. And that is called community. That is called giving back. Be the you today you want to be tomorrow. It's one of my hidden talents. I'm good at diagnosing. I have a dear friend, Carrie, Carrie Montgomery, who told me that I basically have a short white coat. Okay, I can look at you and diagnose the problem. And I'm not saying that the people of Mississippi need my help, okay? The people of Georgia need my help currently, right now, for other things. But I just want you to know that, like, if you have an ailment, I'm not saying I'm a healer. I don't know how to tell you to fix the problem, but I can take one good look at you and assess from the eyes down to the ankles. I can figure it out. And you're like, yeah, you got a fatty liver right now. Yeah, I'm just getting, I'm getting a whiff. I'm getting a whiff of Mountain Dew off the back, back of your neck. And I'm thinking fatty liver, possibly pancreatitis. So let's get that checked out. You know, I love a little bit of a voodoo witch doctor. Like I, I, cause I like kind of stirring the pot and testing the waters. There is a doctor though. He's Amish and he's in Kentucky and he studies iridology. Iridology, iridology, which is where you, it's like the power of studying the eye. And apparently, you know, they always say that the eyes are the window to the soul. Well, I guess that that phrase also is a medical term. Okay. Because doctors back in the day, before we had all the tips and tricks, you know, they can look at your tongue. They make you stick out your tongue and see the coloring on your tongue and then look in your eyes. And this guy, apparently, this Amish doctor up in Kentucky, he can tell you straight up whether or not you got the sugars and the cancers. And I kind of want to go visit him. You know what I mean? Like I'm very in tune with my body, but I kind of want to just see what, you know, good old Shmuley has to say. You know, he's like, you get heavy periods and horrible diarrhea. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Checkmate. Yeah. I do. But anyways, why am I saying that? Oh, I'm just saying that to say I had beige food covered in cheese and it was delicious for four days. But I have been thinking, and this is not me talking down to anybody in Mississippi. I'm not talking down to you. I'm from Georgia. Okay. I'm two states over. I'm not talking down. I'm not. This is not me being better. I'm just saying we need to get some more greens. We do. We do. And so, you know, when Georgia and Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana chart in the top of, we're the, you know, the highest states of cholesterol, the highest states of just necks. Like you, you want to talk about the thick neck capital of the world, the Bible Belt. Okay. Because when you're only consuming hash brown casserole, breakfast tacos, and fried chicken steak. Do you know what happens? It sits 
you become the turkey. It just sits in the nape of your neck. And I got to be honest with you. I, I got a, finally got a salad at one of my favorite spots, Ajax. And Jeff's like, you're eating a salad. I go, babe, I haven't had a green. I'm back to, I'm, I'm so stopped up with just shit right now. It's not okay. Look into my eyes. He's like, they are hazy. I go, yeah, we do do. We got to get something going. So if you're in Mississippi and you have a good salad spot, please call into the podcast because I would love to spread the word of where you can get greens. You know what I mean? I love Mississippi. It's a great place. Oxford. Sorry, specifically Oxford. There are some other great places in Mississippi. Might open a salad shop in Oxford. (laughs) Think it would do well. But anyways, I had a fucking blast. I had a blast. The food in Mississippi is so fucking good. It's so good. You know, it's a great smart gift to give a single gal or maybe a married gal in your life who didn't have kids yet for the holiday season. I'm thinking a modern fertility pack. What is modern fertility? Modern fertility is this awesome way to test your fertility hormones and all your lady hormones at home in the comfort of your own home. It is awesome. Listen, knowledge is power. And when you know more, you can make better decisions for your body, for your health, and for your future. There aren't many big decisions, many bigger decisions other than having a kid, but for many women, their fertility is a big question mark. That is why I love modern fertility. I've talked about this on the podcast for quite some time now because I think it's awesome. Modern fertility was created and it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within six business days. You'll get an insight into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, and other important factors that can impact your fertility. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Okay, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off tests when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. This is a limited time offer of $30 off. That means your test will cost $149. Hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost more than three times as much. So get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. Again, that is modernfertility.com slash absolutely 30. With all the holiday parties coming up and the fact that I am going to be in Sagittarius season and need to be dressed for success to show out and show up, you know what I'm doing? I am going to uh, be wearing my Steve Madden's. Listen, I love their new holiday campaign. It's amazing. They've got boots, booties, heels, sneakers, loafers, mules, slippers, platform sandals, you name it, they've got it. And now you can even get for any occasion in head to toe, you can get ready in head to toe Steve Madden. The brand has you covered from apparel to footwear, handbags, accessories. They've got jewelry, watches. It's amazing. All you got to do is go to stevemadden.com. And what I love is they have some of these big key trends for the holiday, which are glitz and glamour baby. They've got platform sandals with like glitter and rhinestones and silver and bronze and pearls. Anything for Santa baby, they have got it. If you want shoes with embellishments like bows and butterflies and hearts, they've got it. They also have phenomenal loafers, okay? If you want a, a nice chunky loafer to go with a nice pant and a little argyle sweater to look preppy, you got it. And they have fabulous cozy mules to keep your toesies warm 
all day. Listen, I love Steve Madden and with the overflowing possibilities of approaching the new year with these new styles, I guarantee you'll look good and feel fantastic during the holiday season. It's giving glamour. It's giving drama. It's giving classic. It's giving old school, baby. It's hashtag giving Steve Madden. You can use my code absolutely20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That is 20% off your first purchase. All you got to do is visit stevemadden.com for more information. Again, use my code absolutely20 at checkout out at stevemadden.com. We ate at City Grocery. We saw our favorite waiter, Terry. Terry's like fabulous and just, you know, he's a character. But we had a really nice time. So I said all of that to let you know if you come to my shows, because I will be in the South this weekend. I got opening the tour, the comeback tour, all new material. I'm opening it up in Montgomery this Friday. And then we're going directly to New Orleans. I'm so excited to be performing back in New Orleans on Saturday. And maybe if you have an ailment and you want me to just, you know, take a whiff at the back of your breath and then look into your eyes, I will bring my toolkit, my magnifying glass and my dream catcher. And I will start sussing out some problems that you guys are having this weekend. And I'm very excited because I know that I do not have insurance and the liability of falsely diagnosing folks at comedy shows is probably going to eventually bankrupt me, but I'm excited for the challenge. You know, I'm excited to have a po' boy in New Orleans and a hand grenade. And if you don't think I'm going out after the New Orleans show, I will be boot scooting and boogieing down Bourbon Street like the crazy bitch I used to be at Mardi Gras. And I'm excited. And you better get ready. So Montgomery and New Orleans, I'm so excited. And if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to heatherontour.com. I'll see you this weekend. All right, let's get into the voicemails. We have so much to break down. I want to hear how your holiday weekend went and what are your absolutely nots. Let's get into it. Hey, Heather. It's your girl, Megan, from Raleigh, North Carolina. I have a Thanksgiving absolutely not. So, unfortunately, I'm a waitress right now. I work at a country club near downtown Raleigh, and I had to work on Thanksgiving. And I found absolutely not for people being so high maintenance on a holiday and not giving you a tip. So, on holidays, unfortunately, at this club, which... They're so cheap to begin with, which doesn't make sense to me because these people have kind of old money. We only get hourly pay, um, so we don't get any tips. It's just by hourly. And the members know that. So I was taking care of two private rooms. I was doing the absolute most for these two parties. And they said, Megan, you did such a great job today. Thank you so much for being here on your holiday. All right, Cheryl, where's the $20 bill? Where, where's the tip that you're going to slide me to say how much you appreciate me being here? I'm just, I'm all about giving good tips and being very low maintenance and friendly on holidays. Being a waitress right now is just a dark place to be to begin with. You know, short staff, long hours, yada, yada, but it's just an absolutely not to be people being rude in general especially on holidays and not giving you a tip. All right. Love and light. Bye. All right. First and foremost, sister friend, thank you for serving and doing the Lord's work on a holiday. Now I'm hoping even though you're getting an hourly rate that you're at least getting time and a half. Okay. And if you're wondering what time and a half is usually on the holidays, when you work an hourly job, you get whatever you make plus half of that. So if it's $10 an hour, you get 10 plus an extra five on top of that. Okay. That's time and a half. 
I know this. I've worked every fucking job. I've worked every holiday. I get the service industry. I talk a lot about it in my new show. First and foremost, I'm so angry for you that you were not getting that cash tip, that money, that generational wealth money handed to you in an envelope. There should have been two hundo palmed in your hand from grandpa, from daddy Warbucks before you even stepped out of the damn kitchen. You should have come through those double doors, smelled cash. Also, it's bullshit that this club you work for doesn't include at least an 18% gratuity. That's some bullshit. I think we need to call around to some of these country clubs in Raleigh and really reevaluate the system. I'm angry for you. If it's a holiday, you know what? You're tipping at least 25% across the board. And if you can't, don't go out for the holiday. If you can't reward the people who are wiping your ass what they deserve, because a lot of times that's what you feel like as a server. Like you said, people are just extra needy. It's like, do you literally need me to wipe your ass? You can't just, no, the pot roast comes with the carrots and the onions because it's in, in the same pot with it. That's a pot roast. I can't do a pot roast without the mirepoix, which is the celery and the carrots and onions. It's stewed all together. Could I put it over grits instead of mashed potatoes? Yes, but we all know that when it's a pot roast, it comes with the onions and the carrots. Why can't you understand that? And I'd imagine at a country club on Thanksgiving, we're doing some sort of holiday buffet, right? So at least maybe that takes a little bit of the leg workout. They can go up, get their own plate. But you know, these fat asses, they're, they're getting six or seven plates. And then I know when you're dealing with the kids' table, you're making 25 Shirley Temples from hand. Your poor little palms are bleeding from putting on the plastic lids on all the cups. And you have to muddle the maraschino cherries. And then when you pick up that bottle of grenadine and you got open wounds on your hand and then that sugary syrup gets right in the cut and it's just stinging. And then you hit those bad boys with some Sprite on top. That's a battle. That's a battle scar. And, you know, they all have to be in to-go cups because even this little 11-year-old rich kid, you know, little Freddie Prince Jr. over here has had six Shirley Temples. He at least could palm you five and say, you know, just thanks, girl. Thanks for the six hand-muddled Shirley Temples. And you know when you go and you clean up that table, that Thanksgiving table at a country club, I want you to picture it now, right, at the kids' table, it's grenadine stains everywhere, right? Just smeared ketchup, even though there was nothing at Thanksgiving that needed ketchup on it, but somehow these kids figured out how to put ketchup everywhere. <laughs> then there's just chewed straws. You know what I mean? It looks like a tornado went through, but it's just chewed straws because all the kids are sitting there hyperactive because they've had 65 of these fucking Shirley Temples and they're just gnawing on the straw like mm. and their mom's like Benton Benton sit down Benton sit down we're at the club do not take off your blazer I bought that at Kids Brooks Brothers Benton do not take that off sit down your sit down I know how this goes and the moms had 45 bottles of shard. When you're a server at a country club, it is Shirley Temples for the kids, buttery shard, like a Kendall Jackson for the moms. And the dad's just fuck on the rocks, let it rip. You know what I mean? 
And everybody at the table has names like Benton, Madison, Smithson, Turner, Washington. (laughs) You know, they all sound like law firms. Washington, Turner, Benton, Madison. It's like Founding Fathers, the third. Dude, I used to get keyed up on some Shirley Temples. I would go to our our pool bar in the summer and I'd look at that, you know, the server. And the bartender at the club, like I was maybe 11, but I think the bartender at our country club at the pool bar was maybe like 16. She like just got her license, was not old enough to be making daiquiris, but here we were. I was like, listen, toots, I'm going to need 16 virgin pina coladas. Okay, me and my friends over here, we did our laps this morning with the swim team. Now we're going to hit the tennis courts a little bit. So can you, can I get these to go? And Diamo. Oh, what's my club number? 7135. Thanks. I used to milk that system, but not even speaking to a country club situation. You need to be tipped out. I'm angry. Absolutely not. If you went out to dinner on Thanksgiving and you didn't tip at least 25%, I want you to go back on Tuesday if you're still in town. And I want you to go hand everybody a 50 and say, thank you. Thank you. And also, sister friend, I think we might need to find a new job where you can get tipped out because from the sound of it, you got a great personality and big jugs. And I know you could be shaking those anywhere around town and be making that cash cash. You know what I'm saying? Making it. I'm not fucking around. I am not fucking around. Okay? We don't have time for this. You got to take care of the people who take care of you. If you went out to a bar the night before Thanksgiving and blacked out, hope you left your credit card there so they get an automatic 20%. It's called holiday camaraderie. Athletic Greens is a no-brainer. I take it every morning. And you know what? You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to pack my Athletic Greens to go, my travel packs for when I was in Mississippi. I could have used that this holiday weekend when I needed to get that kick of greens in. I literally use Athletic Greens every day. Even if they were not a sponsor of the podcast, I would still take it because I freaking love them. All you do is take one scoop of Athletic Greens and a little bit of water, maybe some juice in the morning. I just Woof it back. It actually tastes delicious. And with Athletic Greens in just one scoop, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This is a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all of the things. I love it. I don't have time, especially when I'm on the road, to travel with a million different pills and potions and all this shit. It makes it so easy. And here's the thing. We are also going into this season right now where everyone's about to be sick. Everyone's going to have a sniffle. So support yourself with immune boosting vitamin D right now to make it easy. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support and vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. You know what's fun? Doing active things. You know what I love? I love a little holiday jog. I love going out and throwing the old pig skin. 
with the boys after a big Thanksgiving meal. And you know what I like? To have good eye protection. And that's why I get Gooder. Gooder, G-O-O-D-R, makes $25 active sunglasses that don't slip, don't bounce, and are 100% polarized. Y'all don't realize how important it is to wear polarized sunglasses. If you're not wearing polarized sunglasses, you're basically burning your eyes through the sun. Listen, I love Gooder because they're lightweight and comfortable, 100% polarized, stylish. They have so many colors to choose from. And if you're active or running, they don't slip or bounce. Also, they're easy to clean. And the reason I love Gooder, it's so affordable. They have stylish sunnies starting at only $25 a pair, a one-year warranty, which is insane, 30-day free returns, and 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Gooder is a 100% carbon neutral company, plus 1% for the planet, which we love. I just love Gooder. It's so easy. I throw a couple pairs in my car. I have them when I'm going on my power walks and doing the damn thing because there's nothing worse than when you start sweating. You spend the entire walk just holding your sunglasses up. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving absolutely not listeners free shipping on your first order. You can just go to Gooder, which is G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. So find your pair at Gooder, that's G-O-O-D-R.com slash absolutely and get free shipping. Now back to the podcast. I hope that if you flew out, Last week, you know, the busiest day, the busiest day of the year to fly anywhere is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. The night before Thanksgiving, the busiest day of the year, period, across the board for airlines. I hope you saluted your captain, thanked the flight attendants, winked at the TSA lady, and handed a little Hershey Kiss chocolate to the baggage handlers, but I bet you didn't, you assholes. We need to go into this season with the, with the heart of gratitude for our service people and the service industry, the military, both servicing and massage therapists, all great services. But this whole idea that like, it's a holiday and you're going to serve me and I'm not going to tip you. I'd punch you in the teeth. I would punch you in the teeth, through the teeth. And then I get a whiff of that back molar and let you know what you're sick with. You know what? You got a bad attitude and maybe ulcerative colitis. So we might want to get that checked out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but what I am saying is pull out a 20 out of your back pocket. And when people don't tip valets, it's my biggest fucking pet peeve. You should always have just $20 cash. They'll make change for you. Everybody panics about change. You got change, you got change. They have change. And if they say they don't have change, they're looking for a bigger tip and you're still a cheap asshole. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, this is your girl, Hannah from Atlanta. And I have an absolutely not for you. There is this man at the dog park that we go to every single day. And he just called me today to let me know that he has a habit of looking at men's private. And that he hopes he didn't make us feel uncomfortable because he kept staring at my husband's penis at the dog park yesterday. So um, absolutely not to that. Um, love and light. Bye. 
Well, uh, Fred, I think we have a little situation on our hands, and this is what I like to call a dog park perv. Now, if you ever go to a dog park, and this, you know, especially around the holidays, because the dogs come out, and they got their little outfits on, and they're doing the thing, and, you know, and, and that's a good time to be pervy at the dog park, is around the holidays. They're more busy, everybody's out doing the damn thing. That's when they lurk. You know what I mean? That's when they, the dog park pervs come out during that time. Now, you should always have your head on a swivel, no matter what, if you're in any park and you're a woman or a man at this point. I mean, everyone's getting attacked. But one, you've already broken the number one rule at a dog park. You never swap numbers and become friends with people at the dog park. You are allowed to innocently flirt from across the park if it seems harmless. You are allowed to share a snack. Oh, you'd like some dried mango? I have some. Would you like some? Your golden doodle's lovely. Your first problem was is that you shared your number with this this pervert. And we don't have time for that, okay? You know, Riggs doesn't do dog parks. His trainer doesn't like them. So, I mean, I'll let him play with other dogs at doggy daycare or something like that. But I'm not letting him off at the park willy-nilly, and I'll tell you why. Because one time before I got Riggs, I had Bronson, my sister's Frenchie, whom I love and adore, my nephew. I took Bronson to a very fancy dog park by our house. It's like sponsored by Purina. It's got AstroTurf. This thing is fancier than, you know, fucking Disneyland. It's insane. And this woman was sitting next to me and she said, which one's your dog? And I said, oh, that French bulldog over there. And I said, which one's yours? And she said, and I quote, my dog died three years ago. I just come here and, and check out the dogs. And you know what that said to me? Pervert. Alarm went off. Alarm went off. And I got a cold chill down my spine. I said, we got to go. And I grabbed Bronson quicker than I could say beef stick. I said, beef stick. He was at my feet. And I said, we got to get out of here. There's too many perverts. You know what I mean? And I understand, like, I wouldn't show up to a Father's Day barbecue checking out dads. He's gone. He's dead. Do I go to a lot of golf tournaments and kind of think sometimes, is that my dad? Is that him? A lot of men look like him. Maybe that's a little bit of an issue that I should work out through therapy. But no, if your dog's dead, you don't go to the dog park for the other dogs. You know what else you don't do? You don't give out your number at a dog park to a pervert who then texts you, hey, hope I didn't make you feel uncomfortable today. I was looking at your husband's penis. That is fucking bizarre. And I I see how you got yourself in this pickle. If it's another gentleman, he's fabulous. Of course, I'm going to give another gay guy my number. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh my God, it's Terry. He's, oh please, he's harmless. He's got this great little dachshund that's got an attitude and little legs and we just sit and we kiki and we have our, we have our coffee and we just bullshit. But see, it's always you at the dog park. And then this is the other side of parenting. But because your husband came to the dog park this time because it was a holiday, he had the day off. So he, he went with you to the dog park because it was Thanksgiving, but it's usually just you. And now your boy Terry sees that you got a little hunk of meat, a little little nice slice of prime beef laying next to you every night. So you know what he thought? This is my moment. This is my moment. I'm going to slide in and make things awkward. You know what he's doing? It's Mr. Steal Your Girl, but it's Mr. Steal Your Man. He's coming for you, boo. And you need to sit, when you see Terry, you respond, you go, Terry, no, you don't even say it, forget it, write it, regret it. You see him at the park today, tomorrow. You look him dead ass in his eyes and say, Terry, your dachshund's got an attitude. And B, lay off my husband's dong. You know, when you think back what he wore on the day, he probably did show up 
to the dog park in inappropriate gray sweatpants with the tip of his penis just loose. And I'm sure y'all have a big dog. You got a Labradoodle, you got a Lab, you got a German Shepherd. You know what I mean? Because your husband probably does have a bigger dick and he feels like he needs to have a dog or an animal with the same size dick as him. So he went for the, the, the big, large breed. Maybe it's a bull mastiff. I don't know. But your husband rolled up to the dog park already inappropriately dressed. And I'm not saying, I'm not victim shaming, but I'm just saying you can't show up to a midtown dog park in Atlanta, Georgia in a pair of gray sweatpants with the Dalmatian and not think you're going to get a couple perverts. You know what I mean? Saying, hey, sub it. Saw your man's meat flapping around. It's not appropriate. Regardless, I'm upset for you. And if you see something, say something. You might want to let the other gentleman know in the dog park. Watch out for Terry. We all thought he was innocent. Well, guess what? He's going to text you in the middle of the night after he's had a couple bourbons and say, I was staring at Mark's dong. I'm already uncomfortable. I also once, dog park people are weird though. You know, dog park people, the people, listen, I know we all need a place for our dogs to run. If you live in the city, you need a place for the dogs to run. I got a fenced in backyard. So Riggs, he gets in his laps and they need to be socialized. I totally agree. But there's not a lot of regulation. You're just kind of opening yourself up to fucking renegades. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there. You're forced to talk shop with other other parents, in quotes. This fancy dog park by my house, they have all these like fake logs. And I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, but they have all these big fake, almost like, you know, it looks like a tree on its side. And these dogs run through the fake logs and they have a fucking blast. And it's got a water, little pad area, a little, little lily pad where the dogs can run through the water. And so Bronson, my sister's dog, was running in and out of the log. And this older woman was sitting on the log. It's a fake log, okay? Looks like an overturned pine tree. This woman's sitting on this fake log and she starts waving at me. So I run over. Hey, what's up? Thinking that Bronson's doing something wrong. He's just running in and out of the log, not even paying attention to her dog. And this bitch had a schnauzer. And you know, people who own schnauzers are a dime a dozen. But they always look downtrodden. You'd think somebody who owns a basset hound would be a little bit of a wet blanket. It's a schnauzer owner. Schnauzer owners are always the first people to be like, you're like, oh, it's sunny outside. And they're like, yeah, but the UV index is through the fucking roof. So watch out for the melanoma. You know, just a typical Debbie Downer. So this woman flags me down. I walk over. I said, hey, everything okay? She says, can you move your dog? My dog doesn't like to socialize and he's bumping my dog. And I said, ma'am, you're at a dog park where dogs socialize. And her schnauzer looked as miserable as this bitch. She said, well, my dog right now doesn't want to socialize. I said, well, you're sitting on the fake log that the dogs run through. So I don't know how to tell you this. And I'm a very non-confrontational person. So when I do elevate my voice or I do get like, riddle me this, it's a riddle me this moment. When I kind of take a step back and I go, riddle me this, watch out. I am so passive in so many aspects of my life. But when I say riddle me this, it's not great. It's not going to be great for anybody. And I looked at this woman dead ass in her eyes. And I go, riddle me this. You're sitting on a fake log for dogs to run through. Your schnauzer 
Looks like he's been dead inside since 87. And you're saying my dog, who has not even touched your dog, is bothering you. Particularly your downtrodden schnauzer. I said, ma'am, why did you come to the dog park? She said, we like to hang here. And I said, but neither of y'all are having fun. And you've asked three other people at this park to keep their dogs away from your dog. So maybe you're the problem. Then she told me to go fuck myself. And I realized she was older than me. I was like, I'm clocking about 67 with this attitude. And I can't, I can't do time for elder abuse. It's not, I don't want to do it. And I just said, you know what, Bronnie, we're going to go get a puppuccino on the way home, which he immediately threw up. I don't know how you guys keep doing these puppuccinos all the time. The, the thing of whipped cream at the Starbucks, or you can get one at Dunkin' Donuts and they put a little whipped cream. Every single one of my dogs who's at a puppuccino, they, and then you just barfed all over the back of the Audi. It never works. So you know, weak constitution. I don't know what to tell you. But either way, there's nothing more uncomfortable than when you think you're going to a dog park for a safe space for the animals to run around. And then you have some asshole. Either your dog can't play with their dog or they text you about 30 minutes after leaving the park and say, hope I didn't make you uncomfortable. I was staring at your husband's penis. Those are the two people you encounter all the time at dog parks. And I don't have time for it. Neither do you. This season, give gifts that give back with 45% off Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets for a limited time. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients with no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, and 100% certified vegan and cruelty-free. Listen, Thrive Cosmetics, there is cause in the name for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. I am already obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics products. Their mascara is my favorite mascara in the world. It's the first vegan tubing mascara ever. It is their best-selling product. It has more than 20,000 five-star reviews. And duh, Bethany Frankel just did one of her insane TikTok reviews and said it is an absolute must. Y'all, this is the only mascara I use. And I use it specifically under my eyes on like the lower lids because it's the only one that doesn't like flake and end up, no matter what waterproof mascara I used before, it would always end up with a black ring underneath my eyes. This is the easiest stuff to take off. It'll last all day, and it's so easy to take off, and it makes you look like you have false eyelashes. I'm obsessed. They also have an amazing sheer strength hydrating lip tint that I love. It deeply hydrates lips with a hint of tint that applies and evenly and like lasts like six hours. And I'm obsessed with their Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner. I wear that when I'm on the stage because I sweat like a fucking beast, but I love their eyeliner because it's freaking amazing. Right now, you can get up to 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com slash absolutely. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S.com slash absolutely to start shopping for their holiday sets. Again, that's Thrive Cosmetics, thrivecosmetics.com slash absolutely. So what have we learned here, right? What have we learned here? Two things. When I say riddle me this, we're about to brawl. And two, human socialization. You can be friendly. Don't give out your number. Don't let people know what building you live in. If they're like, oh, oh, do you live around here? No, I live in Alabama. We were just driving through and I Googled best dog parks. So we just popped by. But you're here every morning. Yeah, I commute. It's a quick commute. Or just, you know what, my, I, I, 
I'm the dog sitter. It's not even my dog. Pretend like you don't know. Do not set yourself up for social interaction, socialization that you don't necessarily need to be involved in. Because no matter, 99% of the people at the dog park are great. There's one fucking weirdo and you can clock them. But apparently our friend who called in couldn't clock it. And she made the grave mistake of giving out her number to a friendly man named Terry, who's now going to harass her on text about her husband's dong for a while. And it's not okay. Thank you for calling in. We're here for you. Hey, Heather. It's Ellery. Um, I have an absolutely fucking not for you about online dating. Uh, met this guy. We really hit it off. Was a little shocked at how well we were hitting it off. Um, like two weeks in, it was getting kind of serious. Uh, this guy actually went to an out-of-town wedding with me. He met my friends. I met some of his friends. Everybody's giving me the green light. They're like, yeah, he's great. We love him. Uh, and then, turn of events, I get a pretty serious staph infection. Uh, doctors all thought it was HSV. Thank God it was not. Um, yeah. Two weeks, I am down for the count. And he's, of course, you know, checking in on me, being really attentive. He's like, are you okay? What can I do? I'm so sorry this is happening. Um, and two weeks later, as soon as I'm better, it is absolute radio silence. Not a word. Uh, and I still have his suit from the wedding. So I guess that is going to go to Goodwill if I don't hear from him. So, yes, absolutely not to love bombing me for two weeks and then ghosting me and leaving me to rot in a pile of medical bills and shame. I was definitely not on my bingo card for 2022. So I hope the end of your year is much better than mine has been going. Love and light, bitch. Okay, sister friend, I love that we have absolutely nods that have nothing to do with Thanksgiving, but we're rolling through them because these are just making me more pissed off, okay? I'm just getting angry. I'm just getting angry. First of all, I Googled real quick, HSV, herpes simplex virus. So you have a staph infection, but they they thought you had the herp. Well, I'm glad you had the, a staph infection. That sounds terrible, but I've heard of those before. You can get the staph. I mean, listen, if you get a hot wax and then raw dog it, that's, that's, that's raw skin. You don't know. You're just, you know what I mean? We got to think about this. Everybody wants to, okay, no hair, no hair, but I've been telling you guys this, it's there for a reason. So, okay, you date this guy, he's all in, you get a bad staph infection. And I'm going to guess that that staph infection was down under. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like, if you got on your arm, he wouldn't be worried. And I don't think they would think it was herpes if it was on your arm. So, you're telling me you had a bad staph infection. Can you get, let's Google, staph, can you have a crotch? Staph infection. Sta how to get a staph? Most commonly, a staph infection causes a boil, small pocket of pus. It develops around a hair follicle or oil gland, usually under the arms or groin or buttocks. Okay, so you get, this is easy. Maybe you get an ingrown hair from a bad wax, staph infection. There you go. You get cellulitis, folliculitis. Okay, this is common. It says common. How do you treat a staph infection in the groin? Most cases, a staph infection on the skin can be treated. Topical antibiotic. All right. Okay, so this is curable. 
Also, this guy could be riddled with chlamydia as well. We don't know. I feel, how many times has any, every single one of us, raise your hand. I've gotten the, one of the worst ingrown hairs in my life that literally I had to go to the gynecologist for because I thought I was dying. And they were like, did you get waxed? And then basically it's like rubbing your genitals across a cheese grater. Y'all do realize that, right? It's taking loose skin and rubbing it across a cheese grater. When you're raw dogging, you got to at least have 24 hours in between the wax and the, the pumping. Yeah, and I had a bad ingrown hair. One great, like under my crotch. Couldn't walk for two weeks. Thank God it didn't get staph infection. You got to be careful about these things. But regardless, I'm glad you're healing. I'm glad you're okay. But regardless, this guy bounced. So let me, t- let, let me get this straight. He came over with his little cheese dick, little cheese grater dick, roughed you all up, left you with staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome is what it says. I'm trying to read this. He had a staph scalded skin syndrome and then he bounced? You need to reveal his information. He love-bombed you. That's a real thing. I don't know. You know, some of these guys, you think, oh, you're going to go to the next woman who doesn't have scalded skin? You go to the next woman whose vagina isn't riddled with staph? Okay, good luck. Good luck finding another broad. Because we've all been taught that we have to wax everything off and keep it fresh. And then y'all come down there with your cheese grater dicks and you scrape us all up and then you want to bounce to the next hoe? It's not how that works. It's not how that works. You know what I mean? You want to go down on me and you have a five o'clock rough scruff? It's like putting sandpaper on a doily. You rub the two together, Sparks are flying and not the sexual kind. I'm talking, you're walking away with road rash. Yeah. Ever fallen off a skateboard? That's what your pussy feels like. You got a man down there who hasn't put on any moisturization over the five o'clock shadow. They all act like it's our fault, but who's showing up with rough scruff down on my muff? You, Carl. It's you. And we all know it. You know, I guess the good thing is you learned this now because God forbid you're married five years down the road. You know what I mean? You end up with elephantitis of the leg. You got one fat leg for a week. He'd be out fucking a secretary. Not doing what he needs to do, which is being a husband. I tell you, marriage, marriage is knowing when your spouse has a hemorrhoid knowing when your spouse has an eczema flare-up around the butthole, which then you have to Google, is that normal? Turns out, it's not. You know, marriage is, marriage is, is tough, fun, question? No, I'm kidding. It's great. But it's, you got to know. Listen, if, you, if you're in a relationship, you know it's solid. If you've ever just automatically picked at your partner like a wild animal. You see the monkeys at the zoo and they're picking the little out of the top of the heads of their partners. That's it. I mean, if I had a full pussy staph infection, you know what I'm doing? Jeff, get out the, get out the flashlight. Let's figure this out, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
And then when you're married, it's kind of nice if you have a pussy staph infection because then you're like, ugh, I don't have to have sex for two weeks. You know? You're like, I'm good. I am out. Ooh. Yeah, I got that full butthole staph infection. Looks like I am out for the week. I'm kidding. I'm not, though. God, the things we go through. You know, men don't realize their penises are not the same skin as our. We have raw skin. Ours already looks like an uncooked chicken. They have the skin of the chicken protecting them. We do not have that. We have raw chicken. So I'm showing up to your house with a raw filet and then you come out there with your cheese grater and then you ghost me. So what that says to me is you weren't going to be there when times even when there's even a tiny bump in the road. You weren't going to be there for me. Good thing you learned it now. You got to be glass half full though. You learned it now. You got out while it was just a staph infection. Imagine if you had a UTI. Imagine, imagine if it was inside the body. Imagine if you had a UTI. Forget it. He'd probably siphon all the oil out of your car and rob you blind. You know what? We should have a gratitude moment. You learned it now before you got in too deep. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry about your vagina. I hope it's healing. I hope you got the ointments. But unbelievable. And also, ladies, remember, You got to wax a day or two before. If they're coming over that night, it is what it is. You say, sorry, you got a soft place to land. But I didn't have time to go get a wax because I need 48 hours to let that hot skin cool down before you just start rubbing on me. These men, no patience. Let's get to the next voicemail. Heather, it's your girl Patty from D.C. I have a Black Friday themed, absolutely not for you. I am having a beautiful day shopping in my hometown. Went to a cute boutique, buying some Nest candles, 50% off. I'm in line waiting. There's a bit of a wait. And there's this guy in front of me. And he must be holding, like, spotting the checkout line for his girlfriend. And I kid you not, he turns around unprompted and says to me, uh, being here is really hurting my testosterone. And I just stared at him blank face like Aubrey Plaza at the White Lotus. Like, sir, I'm not interested in engaging. Do not insult what we're doing here. I'm having a great time. And then he turns back around. Five minutes later, turns around, says to me, are you really just waiting in line for candles? Absolutely fucking not. Like, do not talk to me. What are you doing here? Don't insult what we're doing. I'm having a great time buying candles. And I just want to have a nice day and not engage with literally anyone. That's it. All right. Thanks. Bye. First and foremost, I could be in line for fucking Q-tips and that's none of my business or your business or the cashiers unless I'm putting them in my trench coat and trying to steal them. Let a bitch live. You know, these guys who go shopping, they insist that they hang out with you for the day and I go, stay home. Like, I don't go to Home Depot with Jeff, and I'm not even trying to play into these, like, you know, husband-wife tropes, but I don't go to Home Depot with Jeff. If he asked me to come help him, I go, sorry, phone a friend. I'm not going in that store because it's confusing to me. Much like Nordstrom is confusing to Jeff. This man had to go shopping, had to go shopping, had to. 
you know, because he can't allow his lady to just go out and be an independent woman. He had to go shopping and then he has to chime in and say, you know, being at the store is just really hard for my testosterone. Sir, we know you've been juicing. We all knew. You were the kind of guy who walked on your calves, walked on your tippy toes to, to build your calves in the eighth grade. We all know you. What's your name, Mitch? We know. Mitch, we know. We know. There was always that one kid who was the soccer player who walked on his tippy toes, you know, because he had to build the calf strength. We know. And this is just hurting my, my, uh, my testosterone. Sir, you have no testosterone left. You have to take it synthetically because you've been juicing since freshman year of college because you got kicked off the soccer team on your D3 school scholarship. Because why? You know why. You know why. I can't say it on here, but you and I both know why. So you got kicked off. And then you felt, well, I'm not an athlete anymore if I'm not playing soccer. So then you started juicing and your dick got smaller and you got a girlfriend because you do those Instagram videos where you flex your muscles on Instagram. So you got a girlfriend and she said, baby, I want to go get some of those nest candles. They're 50% off at this boutique. And you're like, I'm not letting you go alone because I'm threatened. And then you go in there and you breathe down her neck while she's shopping. Baby, I'm going to get these candles. Okay. But my testosterone's leaking out my butthole right now. No, that's diarrhea from too many protein shakes that are not working anymore. So let it slide. I mean, there, there is an energy on Black Friday that is already just, I don't like it. You know what I mean? And what are the kind of deals? I'm more of a Cyber Monday kind of gal where I can kick my feet up and shop judgment-free. That's why Cyber Monday was started, not because Amazon and the internet has taken over the world and small businesses, you know, the good old brick and mortar are suffering. No, it started because we got to deal with pricks like you. Because you know what? There's nothing worse than the dad at the mall who insists on going and then is asleep in the chair. And then all the other dads are like, did you see Carl down by the food court outside of the Macy's? (laughs) Crazy. Don't come. Just give us the cold hard cash and let us do what it do. I actually did love shopping with my dad, but he was fun. My dad would end up meeting every sales associate. What's your name? Linda. Linda, great. Linda, here's the thing. This big cat. He'd always call like, big cat. My big cat. Heath cat. What size are you? Baby girl, what size are you? And I'd be like, dad, I'm a, I mean, I'm a 12 in these pants. Bring me every size 12 pair of pants you've got in this whole store. Okay? Bring every pair of 12 and bring me the biggest fucking shoe you've ever seen in your life. If you see a boot and you think it can't get bigger, I need one size up from a baby girl. I think my dad just had like such immense guilt and felt bad that I had his genetics. So like 100% my dad's genetics. So I think he liked shopping with me because he, he knew what it was like to shop, to be a big man. And so for me, it was fun. You know, he's like, this is my Super Bowl. I'm going to get my large daughter some pants. (laughs) He would though. He would. Oh my God. And my dad used to work in a jean store by North Lake Mall back in the day. And he worked at this jean store and he would always tell me he worked retail. See, my dad worked every job. When dad worked retail, he would go in there. Hey, he would literally shake the hand of every sales associate. He was the opposite of some guy being like, my testosterone's leaking. My test, I'm losing testosterone being here. My dad would literally be like, 
Hey, are y'all all homosexuals working in this store? Fuck yeah. What's your name? Terry, Larry, and Clark. Listen, I'm not going to suck your dicks, but you know what we are going to do? We're going to get this fat chick some jeans. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, my dad loved it. Sales associates would be eating out of the palm of my, my dad's hand. He was so fucking charming. He loved it. Black Friday shopping with us, he loved it. But it's guys like this guy that you had to deal with while you were getting your 50% off candles. That is why we lean towards Cyber Monday. It's actually the problem and the reason why a lot of small businesses aren't doing as well as they used to because nobody wants to stand in line and listen to the yappa, 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 the bullshit from these guys who used to walk on their tippy toes to build calf muscles for the soccer team because they inherently are short kings, but not kings. They're short court jesters. There's a difference in being a small man and being a king and being a small man and a clown. And you know what I don't have time for? To be in my Sephora, buying blush and the new Lady Gaga Foundation because a 13-year-old on TikTok told me it'd make my skin glow and make me look like I wasn't, and I quote, dead behind the eyes. So yeah, I went to Sephora on Black Friday with a list of things that I needed. And you got the one guy, the one boyfriend who's like 27 being like, oh, you really need all those lip glosses? I sure as fuck do need all those lip glosses, Mitch. Did you need to take creatine for the last 10 years so you have a receding hairline and a bald spot that you can see from the NASA space station? Yeah, I didn't think so. So why don't you let me do my thing and live my life and lay off me? Nothing fucking worse than a guy named Mitch who used to play soccer, who now does Instagram workouts and wants to put in his slight remarks, being in those candle shops, making my testosterone leak out of my asshole. It's not. Also, who doesn't like a candle? You really need all those? Yeah, I do, Mitch. You know what we're going to do? Light all these candles. At your funeral, because I'm about to punch you in the throat. Again, I never promote violence on this podcast. That's not what I'm saying. But that's the thought in my mind. If Kyle McMahon would have been there, if Kyle McMahon would have been in that store, he would have been like, hey, what is that? What is that? A vanilla? Vanilla orange? I didn't even know they could do that. I did not know they could do vanilla and orange together. You know, that reminds me of, that reminds me of a, a creamsicle. You know what I love? Oh, God. You know who loves creamsicles? My fat daughter in the dressing room. Hey, Heather, you want one of these candles? Give me 10. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? And then I come out from the dressing room and I'm like, Dad, Dad, I like these pants. Hell yeah. They zip. Are they comfortable? Do a stretch. Those make your ass look good. We're going to get 10 of them. And not in a creepy way. It was just my dad was building me up. You know what I mean? We had that very much so like, hell yeah, Heather. Love those. What do you need next? Baby, I don't know how to tell you this. They did not have the boots. The boots for, wait, hold on, hold on, let me check. Hey, Terry, y'all don't have any of them size 12 boots? I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but she's got a big fucking foot. Should we try the men's department at Foot Locker? Okay, we're going we're gonna to go across the mall to Foot Locker. Hey, hey, we got to go to Foot Locker because Terry said that's, that's your only hope. <laughs> but you know what? To, to soften the blow, I'm going to get you one of these vanilla orange candles because this girl, Emily in line, got 10 of them. She said they're 50% off. We'll take the whole case. And you know, maybe technically it was like throwing money at a problem, but 
when my dad would shop for me and with me, it made me happy. And I got a lot of things. My dad, I've said this so many times. It's not like me just reminiscing a moment with Kyle, but he loved to go back to school shopping. And I think it's because he genuinely felt bad. He was like, I got a, I got a, a large daughter with these broad shoulders and these awkwardly thin ankles. And it was just hard to dress me. You know what I mean? It was just, it's very hard to buy things off the rack. And I think he empathized. And he was like, I'm going to make this as seamless and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you. You know, shopping with my mom, it was naturally petite. She'd say things like, have I got you an extra lodge? There's no way this is going to fit. This thing looks like Oma the tent maker. Could use it for Ringling, Bonham, and Bailey. And then I'd be like, mom, it doesn't zip. Oh my God. I don't know. I didn't see that coming. That that thing would have been huge on you swimming. Hey, Heather, Carnival Cruise called. They want the ship back. Oh my God. Look at her in a white sweater. No, terrible. It was, it was either like that. You either were shopping with Robin and she let you get one thing that didn't really fit or you went with Kyle and Kyle was like, here's the deal. Terry, Terry, Larry, and, and Charlie. What we're going to do is my daughter has low self-esteem. <laughs> my daughter has low self-esteem. It's because of me. It's not because I, I don't tell her she's beautiful every day, but she got my genetics. So what I want you to do is I'm going to give you my American Express, okay? Whatever this baby girl needs, you're going to get it. And I don't care if we got to rip tags out and we got to tell her that it's from Milan Fashion Week, but we got to get some clothes that fit this bitch. Okay. All right. You guys hear me? There'll be a $100 tip in there for everybody. Literally, that was dad. And I didn't realize I was a better person for it. And it's probably why I do comedy. Like I knew what my dad, I knew how he felt about shopping with me, but you know what? He built me up. That's why I can do what I can do. And then my mom would slowly break me down. And that's called checks and balances. I had a great father who let me think I was the apple of his eye. And then I had a mom who also loved me unconditionally, but would remind me that things didn't fit. And that is why I think I have a healthy version of who I am. I feel grounded. You know what I mean? I feel grounded. Robin kept it real. Kyle kept it real, but also really supportive. And you know who didn't keep it supportive? This guy in line. Oh, being here makes my testosterone leak out of my asshole. It's not, Mitch. No one fucking cares. Stay in the car. What are you driving? A Tundra? We figured. No one cares. Get out of here. <sighs> wow. Triggering for a lot of us. Let's get to one last voicemail and then we'll wrap it up. Hey, Heather. Oof. Oh, deep breath. I just uh, dropped my parents off at the airport. They've been with me all week for Thanksgiving. And let me just tell you what happened. So it's definitely a cautionary tale of what not to do. I opened a can of worms unintentionally. But uh, my stepdad, husband, and I were talking about 23andMe on Tuesday. And um, I decided to look at my 23andMe and noticed that. I had a first cousin that I have no idea who this, this person is. So, you know, I'm like, who is this person? It says it's someone on my mom's side. So, you know, trying to figure this out. So my mom comes in and I'm like, Hey, so apparently I have a first cousin on your side. I don't know about, we're trying to piece this together. And she's like, I don't know anyone from that town or whatever. So I say this woman's last name and my mom's like, well, 
that is the same last name of one of her mom's um, old boyfriends. And so I immediately know what this means. And it takes my mom a little bit longer. But turns out we have confirmed that my mom's dad that she thought was her dad is not her biological father. And there was some overlap when my grandmother got pregnant of who she was dating. And her dad wanted her to be with the man she ended up marrying, who is not my mother's biological father. Whoa, that was a doozy to find out before Thanksgiving and uh, was an elephant in the room all week. And uh, so maybe don't look at 23andMe or Ancestry.com or, you know, any of those things um, over the holidays. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, and just like that, mom's world got rocked because we decided to dig a little deeper in the DNA of the 23andMe. This is a great reminder. With the other holidays coming up, we got Hanukkah coming up, Kwanzaa, Chinese New Year, Christmas, regular New Year, I guess, not regular, but other New Year. Um, we, we're going to be with a lot of people we know. Let's not start asking questions. Also, if you get like a 23andMe for Christmas, don't swab until you're back in your own safe space. You know, I told you that my mom, and it's fine if I share this because I think she shared this, like every three years, my mom finds a new like half sister every year, literally every two years on Facebook, they message her and then they end up looking like her because my mom's dad, my grandfather was a little bit of a man about town. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of a floozy. And Robin, with, without a doubt, every two years, she's like, well, and she says it so casually. I mean, talk about somebody who's been through the trauma and turned it to a to a sitcom. She's like, you're never going to believe this. I got a text message from this guy named Mitch. Turns out, yeah, he's my brother. Says he used to play soccer, but I uh, got in trouble, got kicked off the D3 squad. So <laughs> anyways, he hates candles, but regardless, he's my brother. And I'm like, what? What? And she's so casual about it. Yeah, we've had three of my mom's like half siblings, like same father. And she's done no other research about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I would tell you is this is a good lesson. If you get some sort of Ancestry.com, 23andMe, don't do it. Or like find out the results, but maybe keep it to yourself until after the meal. Because you know, dude, you know, it doesn't matter how perfect and like buttoned up and waspy you think your family is, somebody did something. Grandma ain't grandma. She's really just sharing to you. But we've been lying to you. Okay? We've been lying to you. You can still call her grandma, but technically she's just sharing. I love it. I don't love it for, I don't love it obviously for your mom because I mean, that's a whole nother can of worms. I mean, I can only imagine if I found out that my dad wasn't my dad. You know, again, look just like him. So definitely him. My mom could maybe not be my mom. She and I share very little, maybe a long torso and a flat ass, but that's about it. We do also laugh at the same thing. So maybe, but that could be a little nature versus nurture. You know what I'm saying? So my dad's definitely my dad and he's also definitely dead, but 
if somebody were to say your mom was like a large German woman named Helga, you know, who worked on a dairy farm somewhere outside Berlin, I'd be like, that checks. That also checks. Because I am 5'10". 5'9 and a half, 5'10 with a, you know, a Chelsea boot, six foot with a stiletto. That would also make sense. So maybe let's not do the digging as, as you know, do we really need to know? Do we really need to know? Why is everybody all of a sudden so interested in where they come from? I'll tell you where I come from. Back where I come from, where I'll be when I'd said and done. From sun as anyone, that's where I come from. What is that? Kenny Chesney or Tim McGraw? I just butchered it, but you know what I'm saying. You know where you're from. If you're from Philly, you're from Philly. I know my family's Italian. I know my family's Irish. Got a few stragglers in Scotland, but I don't really need to know. So if you really don't want to stir the pot in the family drama, maybe don't swab everybody on Christmas Eve. Maybe don't really. Oh, let's all spit in a cup a week before we're sleeping over at the same house for Christmas because you may get those results. Everybody, their phones go off. Ding, ding, ding. Everybody gets the same notification. And you're looking, you're like, I, this is so weird. I'm adopted. You know what I mean? That's sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes it is. Because sometimes we don't need to bring up the family secrets. Sometimes we need to bury those deep. But if you want to bring them up, bring them up. But let's maybe do it on like the 28th. You know what I mean? Because there's that weird window between like Christmas and New Year's. And you're kind of like in an emotional, weird roller coaster. Like you're a little depressed, but you're not really. But you just kind of don't know what to do with yourself. You have idle time or maybe you're still working. And then there's all this like fake buildup to New Year's Eve. Maybe let's wait and go over the results on like the 28th. Because, you know, if it's not actually the day of a holiday, maybe your mom would have been like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it kind of looked like, kind of looked more like my mom's ex now that I think about it. Actually, I've known this for a while, but it's fine. It's the 28th of December. I'm good. I'm good with it. You know, it's more emotionally charged when it's actually the day Santa's coming. That 24-hour period from the 24th to the end of the 25th is too raw. 27, 28th, great time to let your entire family know you're not related to them. Or let your kids know it is what it is. So again, what my goal is here in the next couple of weeks is just to help us find the tools that we can use to all get along for the holidays. And I know I got to take my own advice, but let's not swab our family members. The day Santa's coming. Let's let everybody do their own thing while holiday shopping. I don't need the peanut gallery letting me know that buying 45 fucking candles is a mistake. Don't get waxed right before you get dicked down from your old high school sweetheart. The day before Christmas, if somebody asks you for your number or they say that they're looking at your husband's junk in a dog park, they're a pervert and you got to change dog parks. And don't forget, if you're a member of a country club or going out to a fucking restaurant during the holidays, you tip 25% or up. You hear me? 
I feel like we worked through a lot today. I love you. I mean it. I will be on the road. Guys, please get your tickets. Heather on tour.com. I am so excited to be going back to Montgomery and so excited to be going to New Orleans. And then I'll be hitting Greensboro, North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. Then I'm hitting Grand Rapids, Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. And I feel like, oh, and Louisville, Kentucky. I'm so excited to be going back to Kentucky. All new show. Again, if you saw my shows in Lexington or you were at the comedy special taping, this is a totally new show, totally new tour. And I've never been to Louisville. I'm so freaking excited. All right. I love you. I mean it. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. See you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.